Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to today's special episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. I'm here with our producer, Suzanne, today. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Carl. Great to be here with you. Glad you're here with us. And as many of you know, I'm also, in addition to being the host of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, I'm the founder and producer of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Our world-class jazz festival brings the best contemporary jazz talent to Milwaukee's beautiful Fresh Coast. The 2023 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival is going to be taking place August 25th and 26th at the historic Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The festival truly is a party with a purpose, we call it, because not only are we bringing the best in contemporary jazz talent to Milwaukee for two days of great music and great fun and great fellowship and great food and drink and all that other stuff, the festival proceeds go to great causes also. So since our inception in 2019, we've been able to provide college scholarships. We've been able to send kids to uh, over 40 kids to music camps. We've provided grants to support music programs in area schools. We've made donations to financial literacy programs targeting young people. And we've made donations to medical research initiatives targeting childhood cancer patients. And we're just getting started with our giving. Carl, that's so amazing. Like, People who are coming to the show, they get world-class artists that they get to see, and then they get to know that they're contributing to this good work that you all are doing. It's really amazing, and I love to hear that you're supporting the community in this way. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, who are the recipients of some of the work that you've done? Absolutely, and you're right. I mean, we talk about it as people... When you come to Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, you get to do good by just having fun, right? Because when you buy a ticket or if you buy a T-shirt, those proceeds help to support all these initiatives. And so the things that we support, like I mentioned, one of the things is scholarships. We have two scholarship programs that we supported. I started a scholarship fund in the names of my parents several years ago. That's the James and Riopa Brown Scholarship that we support. And then we also support a scholarship fund called the Lou McGlothian Memorial Scholarship, which is named for a wonderful woman who fostered, I want to say, like 20 kids in her lifetime and somebody that I had the privilege of working with many years ago who was just really one of those people who, if you if you thought there were angels walking the earth, Lou was one of those people. And so we support those two scholarship programs, right? Then in terms of the music camps, a great local Milwaukee musician named Chris Crane is um, he's a keyboard player. He is um, really, really, his career is really taken off. Check him out at chriscraymusic.com. Find him on um, social media or download his music on Apple. But Chris has a real heart for giving back to the community. And Chris and I have gotten to know one another really well over the years. And I found out that Chris, through his foundation, which is called the Better Awareness Project, puts on these music camps, and he's been doing them in different parts of the country, where he he identifies or people let him know about disadvantaged kids who might not otherwise have an opportunity to go to music camp or learn to play an instrument. He puts on these music camps and brings other professional musicians in to help teach these kids about music. And it's just the it's just a wonderful thing that he's doing. So, so since we've been doing Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, we've been supporting that program and helping Chris to, you know, support those young people in their, their dreams to learn how to play instruments and become musicians, potentially. Then there's three area high schools that we have supported thus far, and that's just the beginning. Um, Rufus King High School, we have given them a grant 
for their jazz program at their school. Bayview High School in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have done the same thing. And Crystal Ray Jesuit School, we have given them a grant to seed a music program in their high school. They had some kids in their school who they didn't have a formal music program, uh, band program in their school. They had some kids who were hoping to start a were hoping to start a music club. So we gave them a grant to help them seed that, and we were fortunate enough to even uh, provide um, an instrument to one of their students to help him further his his playing of the saxophone. So, and then um, through Junior Achievement. We make donations to help them support their financial literacy initiatives. And then um, a really dear, someone who's become a really dear friend of mine, Dr. John Baker at the Medical College of Wisconsin, is doing this great research. I didn't know this until I got to know John, but kids who suffer from childhood cancer, many of them often begin to experience um, later in life heart disease because of the impact of the chemotherapy and the radiation treatments that they had while they were battling cancer. So John is doing this great research to try to mitigate the effects of chemotherapy and radiation treatment on heart disease later in life for those kids who have battled childhood cancer. And that's something we wanted to be involved with too, because, you know, those kids are, you know, a double whammy. They're fighting cancer and then later in life. But John's great work, hopefully that won't be the case for a lot of those kids. So these are initiatives that are really, really close to our heart. We're working on something right now with Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. You can probably get the theme here. A lot of it is focused around young people, right? And music and health outcomes for young people. But we're working on something with Children's Hospital of Wisconsin for 2023, where we're hoping to have one or two of the artists that come to the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival go out to Children's Hospital and do a little mini concert for the kids and the families who happen to be in the hospital at that time. Yeah, it's just so amazing that it's, it's such a multifaceted festival. It's not just a music festival. Yeah. There's so much more to it. There's so much depth involved in it. And I think you and I are both huge music lovers. Right. And exactly. Um, you know, I have three kids that are all into music yeah. and just knowing the impact that it's had on their lives. Yeah. And music is, is such a healing power. And it's whether you're playing an instrument or listening to music, it's just so powerful. And that you are finding ways to support the community and bringing music into the lives of kids is just amazing. And I really, I love that aspect of the festival. Well, we appreciate that. And I'll tell you, for me, you made, made a really good point about music's healing properties. I mean, that's kind of how I got into this whole thing in the first place. I started this festival, I should say we, because my wife and I was really my wife, Nicole's idea, the festival it all started shortly after I lost my father to cancer. And just before I lost my father, my dad was giving me instructions for how to move forward in life without him. And he said to me, son, I want you to remember to always think of others more highly than yourself. And I, I wrestled with that for years, for a couple of years. And my wife and I talked about it and thought about it. And we happened to be at the Indianapolis Jazz Festival watching Kirk Whalum. My wife leans over, whispers in my ear, this is what we should do to honor what your dad told us. We should start a jazz festival in Milwaukee and have the proceeds go to charity. So it was really, for me, a situation where we, through that loss, which was a difficult season in our lives, something beautiful blossomed out of it. And that is this jazz festival and the, our ability to touch the community. Yeah, and I, I I know you've got a special announcement that you want to get to, but I am so curious. Yeah. Like you guys have put so much work into this, yeah. and just hearing about the organizations that you're supporting, just alone that work is must be just very time consuming and the f details of the festival and everything. But I'm wondering, how do you even find these people? I've been, yeah. I've had the pleasure, you know, over the past what, a year and a yeah. half to listen in on these podcasts as yeah. we're recording them, and just the 
incredible time. I'm blown away every time a musician comes on the yeah, show. Yeah. Where are you finding these people? And you've built an incredible network. Thank you. Um, of musicians. And yeah, I'm just curious, where do all these people come from? That, that's a great question, Suzanne. And I tell you, you know, like it's it's funny. We had an artist at one of our on one of our events a couple of years ago, and someone said to me, Where did you find her? She's fantastic. And I said, Well, I never found her. She's always been there. I just brought her to Milwaukee. That's all I did, right? But I'm a fan of the music, right? And so I'm listening to the music all the time. And I've been listening to the music since I've gotten bitten by the contemporary, since I was bitten by the contemporary jazz bug when I was a sophomore in high school. And I heard my brother playing um, David Sanborn's Voyeur album. And after that, I was hooked on this music, right? So I've been listening to this music for a long, long time. And so it really has been, finding the artist has been about a couple of different things. One, knowing who are the top artists in this genre of music right listening to this music and finding who the up-and-coming artists are identifying some of those artists talking to people who come to our events and asking them hey who would you like to see right and then once we identify artists that we want to bring and one of the things that i think about too is that when we bring artists here we want to have the entire community doesn't matter ethnicity doesn't matter age doesn't matter gender we want everyone to be welcome and so what we do is is we really try to curate a program where we're going to have types of artists that are going to be of interest to different types of people playing on the same night so we what we do is we kind of build in some diversity in our crowd because someone might come to see for example we had julian vaughn a couple of years ago and on that same bill we had candace springs right and on that same bill, we had also had Greg Manning and we had Paula Atherton, right? They all draw slightly different types of people who listen to their music. But people came to the event and we had such a cool melting pot of people and melding of people. And everybody loved everybody's performance, right? The other thing that we try to do, too, is, is that we try to make sure that when artists come here, that we take the approach that we're inviting them into our home. So we try to make sure that we treat the artists like they're our family and like they're our friends that we've known for a long time. So we do little things for the artists that might seem little, but like actually are big things. Like every artist, not just the headline artist, every artist that come here gets a swag bag. And I had the coolest thing happen in our last event. One of our sponsors, BMW, provided these wonderful headphones by the manufacturer of the speakers in BMW cars. They gave headphones that we gave as gifts in the swag bag to all of the artists that performed at our 2022 festival, right? And I had an artist come up to me. He was Najee's guitar player. And he said, I got to tell you, Carl, he said, I've been doing this for 40 years. No one has ever done anything like that for us. Or even just breaking bread sometimes. You know, I remember the first time we had Julian at one of our events, you know, he was in town and I just called him and said, hey, I know you're in town early. And I said, you, you're on the road all the time. Would you like to come over for dinner? My wife and I are having dinner and a couple friends over. Would you like to come over for dinner? He came over. We had a great time. It was for him. He didn't have to eat in a restaurant. He didn't have to eat alone that night. And, you know, it's built, it's allowed us to build a cool relationship. Or even we had Bob James here last, um, at our last event and Bob and Michael Palazzolo, his bass player and his manager, Sonny. We all went out to dinner and we just had a hoot of a time, you know, just getting to know one another. So we really do take that approach that, you're coming into our home, and so we want you to, to love playing our event, love your experience here. And we're getting so much great feedback from the artists and their management teams. And I know that's so special for the musicians. If there's one thing I've learned from listening to your guests 
on the podcast is yeah. that life on the road is not glamorous. Yeah. You know, we have this image in our head that it's parties and everyone's exactly. having a great time. These guys are working hard. They really are. It's a full day. It's not just the performance. It's getting ready and that, oh my gosh, the flights and the driving yeah. and all that. So I know they really appreciate being treated well and, yeah. and, you know, having more of a home sort of feel when they're Absolutely. on the road, they're missing their families and friends and yeah. That's really special that you do that for them. Yeah, and it and you know what it translates to what happens at the show, right? Because they've had a good time since they've been here in Milwaukee. They've been treated well. When they get on the stage to do the show, they're like, you know, they're ready to roll and they're given their extra because we've treated them well and we've showed them that we care about them, not just as artists, but as people and that we thank them for coming to our show. All right. Well, now you're getting me excited about 2023. Yes. What can you tell us? Can you tell us how, how much can you tell us about it? Well, I tell you what we're going to do today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek at what you can expect from the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in 2023. And we're going to let you know right here today, we're going to announce our lineup for 2023. The, the ink is just drying on some of the contracts and we're really excited about it. You know, among the artists that we've come and we've got about a couple dozen Grammy nominations. We've got several Grammy winners artists who have produced more than a hundred hit songs. So it is going to be a fantastic lineup for 2023. And when we're saying we're bringing the best in talent, we are not kidding. So the show opens Friday, August 25th at 6 p.m. with an amazing trumpeter. This gentleman came onto the podcast and that's how I first got a chance to meet him. So we're going to go ahead and play one of his early releases right now.
All right. That song was by Lynn Roundtree. The song is called Pass the Groove, and Lynn is going to be opening up the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in 2023 on Friday, August 25th at 6 p.m. As I mentioned, I first met Lynn when he was a guest on this podcast. And I got to tell you, after talking to Lynn, I think our episode went for about an hour and a half, one of the longest episodes we did. But it was because we just had such a vibe and he is such a consummate professional. He cares so much about delivering an awesome show. He cares so much about what happens on stage. He cares so much about people enjoying his music when he was performing. And after talking to him on the podcast, I was like, we got to have this guy. And I called his agent shortly thereafter and said, hey, can we get Lynn for 2023? And we made that happen. So he is going to deliver one heck of a show. All right. Taking the stage after Lynn on Friday, August 25th, is a woman who is becoming, really becoming, the voice of smooth jazz. Um, it was once said that if Sade and Carol King had a baby, it would be this lady, Lindsay Webster. Here's Lindsay with one of her latest hits, I'm Okay.
Lindsay Webster with her song I'm Okay. Lindsay is going to be playing the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in 2023 on Friday, August 25th, right after Lynn Roundtree. If you haven't seen Lindsay live, I promise you, you are going to be blown away by her voice. I've seen her live probably five or six times now. And every time, it's a wonderful show. She's having a great time. The crowd is really getting into her, and that's one of the reasons why she's one of the most sought-after vocalists in this in this genre and one of the most sought-after vocalists on the tour sing. So we have a phenomenal treat for you to close out Friday night's performance. Headlining Friday's performances is a show that's only going to only being performed in a handful of places next year. It puts two of the best guitar players in the history of Spoon Jazz on the same stage at the same time, performing their hit songs and performing songs from their 2022 collaboration. The next two songs are from one of those artists who happens to be a 19-time Grammy nominee and a four-time Grammy winner. Can you guess who this is? Thank you. 
Well, it is the man who did stints with Steely Dan, Foreplay, and the Crusaders before striking out on his own. Someone who is highly and rightly regarded as one of the best guitar players on the planet. That's right. It's the great Mr. Larry Carlton, Mr. 335 himself. Larry's going to be sharing the stage with his friend, who also responsible for more than 75 number one hits and two Grammys as a writer, producer, and performer. He's behind some of the biggest hits in contemporary jazz, and like Larry, is one of the best guitar players of our time. Do you know who he is? Well, here's a hint for you.
right, that was Paul Brown with his song 24-7. And we're so excited that we're going to have Larry and Paul on stage together to close out Friday night of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival on Friday, August 25th. That is an amazing lineup. That is really yeah. cool. We're super excited. And that's about just it. one night. That's oh just my one god, night. you have a whole second night coming up. Yeah. I did have a question just listening about all these artists that are coming. You yeah. know, we talked a little bit about like where did you find them and mm-hmm. how did they find out about it? I know you've had like thousands of people come yeah. and participate in the festival over yeah. the years. And is it is it just people from Milwaukee that are showing no, up or who, not at who's all. coming to the show? Yeah, I tell you, it's 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 been awesome, right? We have had at our last event we had people from twenty different states and Canada come to the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. So it's not just people from Milwaukee. We have people from New York and New Jersey and California and Texas and Arizona and uh, Oregon and Minnesota and Iowa and Illinois all come to this event. And the thing I love about it is that we so many of those people, they, they catch me walking around the hallways or after shows or whatever, and they'll say, you know what? This is one of my favorite festivals in all the country. I go to lots of festivals. This has become one of my favorite, and we're going to be back every year. And it's really cool. And in fact, just the other day, I had conversation with a bus tour operator that wants to bring several busloads of people to Milwaukee for our 2023 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. So we really are growing, and it's becoming the vision that we had for it. Let's put it like that, right? And I'm so blessed and so fortunate that people from all around the country are finding out about us and making their trip to Milwaukee. And the other thing is, like, so many people come to Milwaukee, and they're surprised that Milwaukee is, cool, is as cool of a city as as it is. You know, even Najee, when he was here last year, he went to, um, we have a museum here called America's Black Holocaust Museum, right? And Najee had a little downtime, so he told me, hey, I'm going to go over to America's Black Holocaust Museum. And when he opened up his show, he opened up with a stylized rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing. And I said to him after the show, I said, Najee, did, was that the plan or were you inspired by your trip to America's Black Holocaust Museum? He's like, well, that was something that we've worked on, but I was inspired by my trip, so we decided to the America's Black Holocaust Museum. So we decided to open up the show with that, which I thought was the coolest thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're clearly building community, which is, it's just, again, so much more than just a festival or just listening to music. It it's really, truly is community building. And it is. Bringing people together, having a great time, yeah. giving back. I mean, you, you guys are kind of doing it all. So can you tell us about the second night? You've told yeah. us about the first night. What's happening What's happening on night two? Yeah, well, and before we even go to night two, the party doesn't end with the last concert. We have something that we call the nightcap. So at the host hotel, after the last concert at the Paps Theater, we all go back to the host hotel, and we have live music that goes till about 1 o'clock in the morning. People are having drinks, getting a little bite to eat. Oftentimes, the artists will come. Artists that were on stage that night will come and hang out with the guests in the lobby of the hotel, too. So it's a really big party that goes on until we get to night two or day two, I should say, of the festival. So on day two of the festival, that's going to be August 26th, Saturday, August 26th. It starts with an event that sells out fast every year. And it's something, it's an event that we call the Fresh Coast Cruise. So on Saturday afternoon, we do this wonderful lunch cruise, two hour lunch cruise on Milwaukee's Fresh Coast, which is the Milwaukee River and Lake Michigan. We're on this big, beautiful boat. One of them is called the Harbor Lady. And we have a catered lunch, we have a cash bar, and we always have a live jazz artist, right? And so people just love that event. In fact, 
the cruise only seats about 150 people. And so we've had so much demand every year. I have people wanting cruise tickets and we they sell out in, in probably a month or two, right? And so I've even tried to get larger boats in town and things like that, but you know, have some of the cruise operators in Chicago bring a larger boat up. We have they they are not able to do that just yet, but we may be adding a second boat this year because the, the, of the demand that we've had. We've had so many people ask about it. So that is just an absolute wonderful time. Um, and so after the cruise, concerts start up again at the Pabst Theater at 6 p.m. So cruise ends about 3. You got a few hours to go home and, or go back to the hotel and, you know, freshen up, grab a bite to eat if you'd like. But we're going to have food at the festival, of course, catered food by a local restaurant at the festival. So you can eat at the festival if you want as well. But you got a few hours between um, the cruise ending at 3 o'clock and the show's beginning again at 6 o'clock on Saturday. And when the concerts kick off again at 6 p.m. on Saturday, August 26th, they're going to kick off with a show that you're not, again, another show that you're not going to see at many other venues around the country next year. One of the artists is, is a hit-making keyboard player from across the pond in London, England. And the other is one of the top new saxophone players on the scene. It's Ollie Silk and Jeff Ryan taking the stage together for a one-of-a-kind high-energy show. Enjoy this little preview.
after Ollie and Jeff make it do what it do, tighten up your dancing shoes because the next artist is a non-stop party. My man, bassist Julian Vaughn, is going to be after Ollie and Jeff. And I'll tell you what, the last time Julian was here for his entire set, after he played probably about four or five notes, the entire crowd got up and was dancing in the aisles. It was one of the coolest things to see. Julian is such a high-energy entertainer. He's so much fun. He's such a good dude. And so he's coming up after Ali and Jeff, and it is going to be an awesome time. Take a listen to this. This is him with his hit song, Sway.
So yeah, after Julian was here the first time, we had so many people say, hey, can you bring Julian back? Can you bring Julian back? So he was the first artist that we made the decision to bring back to the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival stage. So, so he's a unique individual. He's a unique performer. And he has so much fun. People just love Julian. And then headlining the Saturday Night Concerts is one of the most popular artists in contemporary jazz today. This man has some 20 number one hits to his credit, and you probably heard this song.
That was the song Hollywood and Vine by trumpeter Rick Braun. Hollywood and Vine was one of Rick's big hits, and Rick has a bunch of big hits. And we are so excited that Rick is going to be at the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival and that he's going to be closing things out for us on Saturday, August 26th. But once again, after Rick is done, the party isn't over because we're going to have another nightcap at the host hotel with more live jazz and more fun and more food and more good time that will last until about 1 o'clock in the morning. So we're really excited about the 2023 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. It sounds great. I mean, it sounds like a really great night of fun for people to come out and, you know, have two nights if they want, have a cruise, have an after party. Absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot going on. Now, I've known you long enough, and I have met your wife, Nicole. She came in once to do a podcast. And I know you all are so driven and motivated to do great work. Yeah. And I know the festival's not enough for you. Like, I know you've got more stuff, more wheels spinning and more plans. And I know you had a little bit of a setback with COVID, and you had to readjust things a little bit. But I know you have more plans. We do. Can you tell us, like, what are are some of the things you guys got cooking that you you want to roll out in the future? Absolutely. So in addition to the festival, our goal for the festival is a couple things. On the philanthropic side, our goal is to raise a million dollars to do philanthropic work through this festival over time, right? That's one goal, right? To get there, though, we are in the process of growing and expanding the festival. So our goal we, our goal when we started it was to begin it in our hometown of Milwaukee, grow it in our hometown of Milwaukee, and then to take it on the road. So part of growing it in our hometown of Milwaukee is we have this multi-day event now that people love, but we want to get to the point very, very soon, hopefully in 2024, where the festival becomes a week-long event where we have jazz concerts throughout the city of Milwaukee that entire week, leading up to and culminating in the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in 2024, right? Culminating in that weekend event, right? Then what we hope to do too is begin to, there's other people from other cities that have already talked to us and said, hey, I was here for your festival. Would you consider bringing this to my city? And so we have a contingent of people that is planning on coming from their city in 2023 to experience the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And our hope is that we'll be taking the festival to their city in 2024 and beyond. So we do have a ton of goals for the festival in addition to just having regular jazz concerts throughout the city of Milwaukee. So. It sounds amazing. And again, you and you and Nicole have done so much work, not just to bring a festival, Thank but really you. to build community, not just in Milwaukee, but you're reaching people outside of the state of Wisconsin. You've, you're interviewing people around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it really cool. is bringing people together. Again, music is just such a, a great healer. 
it's something that brings everybody together, no matter where you stand on anything. No doubt about you it. Can, it's a common denominator, and we can all talk about music, and we yeah. can all love the same artist and the same music and get the That's same right. feelings. So you guys are doing an amazing job and well, bringing so much life to Milwaukee. Yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> and, you. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, to seeing everybody coming out for all these amazing events. Yeah, we're excited about it. And and if you want to be there, you know, I tell you what, I got a hookup for you since you're a Fresh Coast Jazz backstage listener. If you email me at carl at mkejazz.com, that's C-A-R-L at M-K-E-J-A-Z-Z dot com, no later than February 15th, 2023, with the name of one of the artists we have interviewed on the Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage podcast, I will email you a code for a discount on your Fresh Coast Jazz Festival tickets. But I've got to receive your email to carl at mkejazz.com by February 15th for you to qualify. All right? Well, we hope to see you in August. We thank you for listening to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. And if you can make it to the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival... Be sure to make it because it is going to be a great time. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. <laughs>